all things under his feet. That's a weird phrase that St. Paul uses in Ephesians chapter 1. What does it mean to be underfoot? The other day, my youngest daughter was playing soccer for her JV team, and their team won 11-0. You might say that they trampled the other team underfoot. Or imagine when you were younger and you were a holy terror for your mom and she finally got frustrated and said, wait until dad gets home. And when dad gets home, he puts his foot down. Here at our Water of Life Racine campus, we have a painting of Jesus sitting on his throne on Judgment Day and his feet are resting on the earth. What is that all about? Well, it's based on this phrase from Ephesians chapter 1, all things under his feet. Paul says in the epistle lesson that we have chosen for the, uh, for the festival of the ascension from Ephesians 1, I pray that the eyes of your hearts may be enlightened, Paul says, so that you may know the hope to which he has called you, just how rich his glorious inheritance among the saints is, and just how surpassingly great his power is for us to believe it is as great as the working of his mighty strength, which God worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule, authority, power, and dominion, and above every name that is given not only in this age, but also in the one to come. God also placed all things under his feet and made him head over everything for the church. The church is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. God placed all things under his feet. That's a way of saying that Jesus is in control of all things. And I want you to think about Jesus' feet. Those feet that started out as cute little baby feet that Mary and Joseph as the earthly parents would have played with. And then toddler feet as Jesus would have crawled around the home that Mary and Joseph would have had in Bethlehem. And then the toddler feet as Jesus would have been running around uh, later on in life as he's growing up in his Nazareth home. And then those preteen years of his feet running and playing with the boys and girls of Nazareth. And as they walked together with their parents to Jerusalem for the Passover. And then think of Jesus' feet as a grown adult, as he's now a rabbi, 30 years old, and going into the waters of the Jordan River to be baptized by his cousin John. And then right after that, to be driven by the Holy Spirit into the desert to be tempted by Satan. Bible, the Bible says that Jesus had no place to lay his head. Well, that means he had no place to put up and rest his feet as well. Then during the last week of Jesus' life, what does he do? The disciples don't wash Jesus' dirty feet. Instead, he washes his disciples' dirty, smelly, dusty feet. And then Friday morning, Jesus with his feet are walking, carrying the heavy beam of the Roman cross to Golgotha's hill. And then the soldiers take Jesus' feet, lay them one on top of the other, and hold them down as well as hold the rest of Jesus down as another soldier takes a heavy hammer and a long spike and nails Jesus' feet to the cross. Then some six hours later, Joseph and Nicodemus take the hammer and pull the nail out of Jesus' feet. And they wrap Jesus' entire body in burial cloths and place him in Joseph's garden tomb. 
all things under his feet. It sure didn't seem like Jesus had everything under control there, did he? And it may seem like that right now in our world too. If you look at our nation, it seems like everyone's upset with each other about all kinds of things, whether it's about masks and vaccines or race or gender. And then you can think of the things that are going on in our nation with the economy and the border crisis and now gasoline crisis. But it doesn't stop there. Uh, that there's a crisis coming uh, of persecution among Christians. It's across the pond in England. As you watch a video of a street preacher being pulled off of his stoop as he's being charged with a hate crime for nothing more than saying that God created man and woman to be together in marriage. Or to the north of us in Canada where there are churches being closed up and gated and pastors being arrested for trying to keep their churches open. And here in the States, depending on where you live, different states and municipalities have different rules saying that churches need to distance each other uh, in the worship service. Some are saying you can't sing or you can't commune together. It doesn't seem like Jesus has all things under his control. And so I want you to think about Jesus' feet some more. Because it does mean that Jesus is in heaven. When he ascended 40 days after his resurrection, he didn't go to sit on his throne and put his feet up, take a nap and do nothing but rest and relax. No, all things are under his feet means that Jesus is under control. That he's using the things going on in our nation. So maybe we see all of this turmoil and we realize that maybe we shouldn't be focusing on our relationships with each other. We shouldn't be trusting in our government to be taking care of us, that we need to put our trust in Jesus. And maybe when we see uh, Christians and churches being persecuted, it reminds us of what Jesus said, that if he was persecuted, we as his disciples are going to be persecuted. That he was serious when he said, take up your cross as you follow me. Yeah, Jesus is using these things because they're all under his control for our benefit. Not always for our earthly benefit, but always for our eternal benefit. Think about Jesus' feet. Because after Jesus was crucified, died, and then buried and wrapped in claws and placed in the tomb, three days later, Jesus walked out of the grave using his gloriously resurrected feet and then walking and showing himself to Mary Magdalene and to the other women. Jesus walking with the two disciples on the way to Emmaus, doing a Bible study with them during those seven miles. Jesus appearing in the upper room on Easter evening and then eight days later appearing to the disciples and to Thomas, showing them his hands and side and his feet. And then 40 days after that, as Jesus ascends into heaven, what is the last thing that the disciples would have seen as they looked up? They would have seen Jesus' feet. You can say that the ascension is all about Jesus' feet, that he has all things under his control. Though it may not always seem that way, we trust 
that those who rebel against the anointed one, those who try to push aside his authority, he knows what's going on. He's sitting on his throne, and when he wants to, he can put a stop to all of their shenanigans. The one enthroned in heaven laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. Then he rebukes them in his anger and terrifies them in his wrath. Psalm 2 says, Fellow saints, Jesus is still in charge. And if you ever question that, then just look again at Jesus' crucified, resurrected, and ascended feet. For all things are under those divine feet. Amen.